Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Shit. One second, people. I had to switch the audio over. There we go. You see, the useful idiots, the, the leftists who are idealistically believing in the beauty of Soviet socialist or communist or whatever system, when they get disillusioned, they become the worst enemies. That's why my KGB instructors specifically made the point, never bother with leftists. Forget about these political prostitutes. Aim higher. This was my instruction. Try to get into, into uh, large circulation established conservative media rich, filthy rich movie makers, intellectuals, so-called academic circles, cynical, egocentric people who can look into your eyes with angelic expression and tell you a lie. These are the most recruitable people, people who lack moral principles, who are either too greedy or too uh, suffer from self-importance. Uh, they feel that uh, they, they matter a lot. Uh, these are the people who KGB wanted very much to recruit. But or, to eliminate the others, to execute the others, don't they serve some purpose? Wouldn't they be no, the ones they, they rely they on? they serve purpose only at the stage of destabilization of a nation. For example, your leftists in the United States, all these professors and all these beautiful civil rights defenders, they are instrumental in the process of the, of the uh, uh, subversion only to destabilize the nation. When their job is completed, they are, non, they are not needed anymore. They know too much. Some of them, when, when they get disillusioned, when they see that Marxist-Lenin has come to power, the, obviously they get offended. They think that they will come to power. That will never happen, of course. They will be lined up against the wall and shot. But they may turn into the most bitter enemies of Marxist-Leninists when they come to power. And that's what happened in Nicaragua. You remember most of these uh, former Marxist-Leninists were either put to prison or one of them split and now he's working against Sandinistas. It happened in, in uh, uh, Grenada when Maurice Bishop was, he was already a Marxist. He was executed by, by a new Marxist who was more Marxist than this Marxist. And that's how you Marxism see, works, is it works to the point of complete centralization of power to one radical ideology to another. And that's what Yuri Vesmanov was talking about there, is don't trust leftists, don't trust Marxists, and he's absolutely spot on. He's talking about the useful idiots. All these professors and their beautiful civil rights defenders are instrumental in the process of the sub of subversion only to destabilize a nation. When their job is completed, they are no longer needed. And this is exactly what we've seen throughout the whole 20th century. This is actually an argument that I got into on Twitter with a lot mm. of socialists and communists uh, from the leftists, from the left, that were trying to argue with me that Marx wasn't responsible for the deaths of millions upon millions of people. And I said, absolutely, he's the one that created the ideology. And then they said, well, you know, then Trump's responsible. And I said, no, 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 this is completely different. Is that hmm. Marx basically created this ideology and from this ideology has spawned this, this revolution of centralization of power. And yeah, he's not directly responsible, but he's just as responsible as the man who invented the machine gun or the man who invented the Tomahawk missile. Right. In the context that I say. What's up, Vince? How we doing? 
I, I appreciate the reminder not to trust this liberal stuff, man. That's I'm right. Fantastic. It's a pleasure to be here. How you doing, man? It's been a while. It, it has. Monday. It has. I mean, I've been freaking busier, man. Busy than busier than crazy today. This is my <laughs> my third show today, the Dark Delight show. And then I was yeah. on uh, the Mel Carmine show with SGN on, which actually was a really good show. Good. I stuck to my guns. I yeah. And then um, I was on. Uh, I, I hosted Patriot Street Fighter for Scott McKay because he's on uh, kind of a va- needed, well needed vacation and break. And I had David Whitehead on, and we talked about oh. Cult of the Medics. It was a great show. Oh man! Yeah, it was a good show. You keep putting out this good content. How am I going to have time to like cook meals and take showers and bathe? Know. I might just, I might have to just be a hermit. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, you know how you think of how I feel. Like I, I know, have right? been doing nothing but research the last like two weeks, and like I start Dude. writing blogs and researching and I put my notes in there, and I'm like, oh, this is so much information. And then this, um, this, this stuff never stops, man. Yeah. And then this last weekend, I was in Florida. I was in Tampa. Yeah. Uh, with American Media Periscope, that was a great time. I hung out, uh, had a few beers and drinks with uh, John mm-hmm. Michael Chambers, James Grunvig, Kevin Jenkins, uh, Kirk Elliott, cool. um, Lee Valentine was there. It was great to see her. Cool. Um, good time out there. And uh, then came back Saturday, did my Christmas decorations, and now we're just rocking and rolling. We're back to a fun-filled week. Once again, here at the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, we're live with you Monday through Thursday. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard, or, yep, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to America, wrapped around the uh, the flag, wrapped around the sword of the World Economic Forum, ESG, DEI, public partner, private, uh, public-private partnerships, and everything under the sun, stakeholder, oh, triple P, share, yeah, stakeholder capitalism, whatever you want to call it. Turn that upside down. What's that? PP? Oh, yeah. PPP, turn it upside down. It's 666. And and that's the ideology of these people is whether it was intentional, whether it was naturally evolved or whether it was planned, right, and organized to be that way, is that's their ideology is at the very root and fundamental level. It's satanic. It's Luciferian. There is a difference between those two. And but it is very, very rudimentary, Satan, satanic, evil in its very nature. It's very, very Luciferian, which it keeps you in the low grade, low level conscious state in the sense of how you perceive and understand information. And it's perpetuated with this inversion of this occult world that has been cast a shadow over your eyes to make you not learn the truth. And so. It, what's blurry? Is my 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 screen blurry? I don't know. The I... quality of my camera is a. I don't know. It looks clear. Well, you got you got end. your background blurred, right? Through Zoom? No, no. It, I have a. No, it's not. Oh, blurred. it's just no, your it's lighting. Just... I switched my lighting up, and that's why I look better. I don't know. I think it's just what it's fed through, because it looks crystal clear. But yeah. then through the video, it doesn't look as good. I think it's just through the system. I don't know. Ah, no worries. I, I think you're I fine. Your, your volume bit. is coming through great. We're not having the mic problems. So I think it's all good. All but, right. you know, I, I've been taking in a lot of information. I've kind of, uh, I've done a lot of shows today. So there's a lot of things that have came out. We got the Twitter files to talk about. We have Sam Baker yeah. Freed, which is the new breaking news right now. He was just arrested in the Bahamas at the behest of um, the uh, U.S. Attorney General's Office at SDNY. So this is going to be very interesting. 
great. Um, how this turns out, I don't know. People are, are are postulating whether this could be a move by the Patriots, and obviously it's out of SDNY, so be careful there. But if this is a move by the Patriots to basically secure him for congressional testimony for the January transition into the Republican Congress. Or yeah. maybe something completely different to, to get him before that happens so they can yeah. just vet him, release him on bail, and say everything's good to go. Uh, my Slap concern, his hand before yes. he gets a harsher sentence. Agreed. And, and my concern was is that he was being apprehended by uh, the bah- Bohemian Bahamas police and government, that they were most likely doing that to basically stop the uh, the outpour of the information from FTX getting into American hands or into even the public hands because oh. of a lot of the illicit activities so that have occurred, cover up. right? And that they would be covering up for various criminal syndicates that operate within that Caribbean region that they have various yeah. authorities over. Interesting. So who knows what's going on? But it's dude, it's an interesting time to be. Alive. We got another breaking story too. I just got it sent. Mm-hmm. The uh, puppy play. Sam Brinton. Sam Brinton. Yeah. Sam Brinton got fired. Oh, he got fired, huh? Finally. Oh, man. How's he going to buy whips and chains and dog masks now? Leather's not cheap in this economy. Leather's not cheap in this economy. It's like tripled (laughs) in price. So we'll have to watch that too, but it's probably just over with. I have a feeling that some of these people are going to end up. Often themselves like Chris Cornell well, and Chester Bennington did. Well, you know, their lives are ruined. Yeah. Well, you right? know what? That's what happens when you adhere to these radical ideologies. We know Sam Bankman Freed had sim- symbolism of pedophilia that he was representing. Even Alameda Research, the company, has a pedophilic symbol. Uh, yeah. Sam Brinton, obviously, <laughs> we don't even need to go there. This dude's, you know, teaching people how to tie people up and wearing dog masks and and having yeah. furry sex. So, did you yeah, know the his... National Furry Convention was yesterday? Oh Lord, which one? I don't know because He's... there's a lot. I, I heard the, the the I've done some research. Yeah, the yeah, the <laughs> National Furry Convention was yesterday, and like no, my, my daughter like was like playing like she was a cat. I'm like, you should go to the furry convention. My wife's like, no, you don't know what they do there. I'm like, oh, I guess I don't. <laughs> but no, now it's... I think about it, I'm like, oh, they probably don't want to go there. No, okay, it's um, some of it's innocent and fun. All right, it's just nerds that like kind of like cosplay nerds. Yeah, LARPs. But then even cosplay people, sometimes it gets into the kinky. It's like what they like. It's what they like when it comes to their weird kinks. Mm-hmm. But I feel like uh, furries, dog, uh, puppy play people, um, dom, uh, dominatrix, like leather stuff, like obviously, obviously that one. But I think a lot of it's very kinky and like probably should be 18 plus. Yeah, because they're, it's, they're asking it's if you're a closet is, furry. I am not a closet furry, but uh, yeah. the there's a furry convention that happens close to me, uh, so that's why yeah. I'm like, hmm. yeah. Where's Kevin? <laughs> oh, Kevin's inside. Never mind. Kevin's not allowed in the studio. Uh, poor Kevin. Not yet. Maybe next year. So I just found it interesting that we're talking about Sam Brinton and and the first yeah. convention is going on. I'm pretty sure he showed up looking like a dog and chasing all the the little kittens there. But not my cup of tea. No, not my cup of tea either. But I, I think that some of these people are going to probably start ending up. <clears throat> oh and, yeah, man. You know, 
as this begins to unravel and unfold, well, unfortunately for them, but you know, well, that's the life that you lead when you're, you're down that route of corruption. And there's no evidence that Sam Britton, Britton is corrupt, except for the fact that he was stealing people's luggage, which is kind of weird. Um, But (laughs) Sam Bankman Freed, on the other hand, is definitely corrupt beyond anything. And I think he's ignorantly corrupt. I don't think he was realizing, like, I think he's on the spectrum so much of Asperger's that he didn't, like, like, people were telling him to do this. And he's like, okay, I guess this is how you run a business. I mean, I've never done this before. And he just kind of does it. Maybe. You know, then it comes back and he's like, I feel so bad. I'm going to go start a business so I can pay everybody back the $10 billion. There has to be some stuff that he's aware of. He has some skeletons for sure that I don't oh, think he's completely ignorant. I, I agree. I think he's, yeah. I think he's got some but skeletons. Somewhat, I could, I could see that he could be taken advantage of. Yeah. So Especially being in a family of privilege like that and everything. Yeah. Well, and, and everybody connected to him is being scrubbed off the internet as as we speak. So that's also interesting as well. Huh. So we start this week with the Federal Reserve on a Friday after everybody's gone home releasing certain numbers. What were the numbers that they released? Well, the U.S. household wealth is down $13.5 trillion, with a T, dollars. In 2022, the second fastest decline on record. The first fastest decline was the 2008 to 2009 housing Mm -hmm. crash. Now, Vince, this is kind of interesting. This is just the first full year of Joe Biden. I mean, 2022, right? Yeah. So $13.5 trillion. And they're all out there touting like, we got the best economy. You gosh, is down the dollar from last year. Inflation is coming down. We're doing such a good job. Pat ourselves on the back. I had to send a tweet the other day because they're like, oil, the White House tweeted this. They're like, gas prices are cheaper than they were when Biden first took office or like something along those lines. And I was like. Or not when he first took office, but like from a month when he'd already been in office for a while and ramped the prices up really high. Yeah. They're like, it's cheaper. It's cheaper <laughs> like, since January Biden, 23rd, 2020. Joe Biden's Joe Biden's oil prices are better than Joe Biden's. <laughs> right? <laughs> that was well, easy. It, it It's one big farce. And this is even with manipulated numbers. But see, this is not where my questionability comes in. And this is what I want everybody to understand when you see these types of articles, okay? So I'm going to show you this right here. U.S. household wealth sees second fastest decline in U.S. history in 2022 under Joe Biden, right? We're talking about $13.5 trillion. American households lost about eight, $6.8 trillion in wealth over the first three quarters of 2022 as the stock market shed more than 25% of the value. The Federal Reserve reported Friday, nominal net worth fell 4.6% to $143.3 trillion as the market value of assets fell $6 trillion and liabilities rose by about $900 billion. Households' balance sheets were propped up by 10% increases in home equity, which is the greatest source of wealth for most American families. But the loss in real wealth from January through September was about twice as large, $13.5 trillion current dollars. After accounting for the rapid inflation experience this year, inflation makes both debts and liabilities worth less in terms of purchasing power. Okay, this is what I want you to see, because it, this report, even though that's Gateway Pundit, didn't say shit about this. When someone loses, what does the other person get? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand what you're saying. If you lose, does that mean there's oh. someone on the receiving end? Absolutely. There's always a winner. Always. 
Always. So if $13.6 trillion was just transferred from American households, where did it go? Probably foreign countries or... Stock market, Wall Street, financial institutions, investors, elitists. That's where it went. It went to the corporations. It went right back. It's a transference of wealth. It's exactly what it is. Is one of the second largest transference of wealth in human history just happened to the American public. You're watching the degradation of the middle class here in the United States of America. 13.6 trillion gone overnight. And this comes about through your housing values and through the stock market, your 401ks, your pension plans, your your IRAs, these types of things. And so we have to be brutally honest with ourselves here when we start seeing these types of things, that this is occurring right now in this country. This is being 100% manipulated. The same people that are working in the U.S. Department of Treasury, the same people that are working within Mm -hmm. the Federal Reserve System, all came from the financial institutions that are now stealing this money and just took that $13.8 trillion from the American populace. Think about that. They go from Goldman Sachs. They go from J.P. Morgan. They go from BlackRock over into the Federal Reserve System. They manipulate the system to the point where hyperinflation comes about. Prices rise. Corporate profits skyrocket. Your wealth dwindles. Your savings accounts dwindle to nothing. You can barely come about to pay for fucking gas. And these people get big fat bonuses while they're in government from these freaking old handlers from these old banking industries because they're racking in the profits. That's the problem right now with the financial institution. It's completely corrupted beyond anything you could ever imagine. And, and, and people, they see this number, they go, oh, well, you know, that's Joe Biden's America. <laughs> no, 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 no. That is a scam that was just ran on people and nobody's pissed off. Yeah, this is a systemic issue. And I, I don't talk about systemic issues and you go to the woke ideology of nonsense but seriously this isn't just joe biden this mm-hmm. is our system they're they've completely bashed it to the point where they could do this there you go this is the system now if we go back to the firestorm event what do we get here we get complete economic and financial destabilization how do you do that well increasing housing prices and rising inflation these types of things This produces a destabilization within the foundational architecture of how our economy actually runs here in this country. And this is one of the first telltale signs. One of the first places to be attacked during a financial crisis is the real estate market. We're looking at that $6.8 trillion of wealth from right, American households lost about $6.8 trillion in wealth. This is household value. Over 50% of that value comes from the value of your homes, which is basically retirement equity that most people have. And, man, I'll pull it up real quick. Uh, there's a just huge number of people underwater on their loans. Mm-hmm. From housing purchases in 2022 alone, 270,000 home buyers who bought in 2022 are underwater on their mortgages. Wow. You know why that is? It's because they go in there and they're like, oh, you know, I can afford a three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollar home. And they go in there and Jimmy's baby. Well, they come out and what happens is they say, oh, well, your mortgage is going to be three thousand dollars a month. They're like, oh, great. I can afford that. But then you put in taxes. 
Oh, that's an extra three fifty a month. Now you put in HOA costs. Now you put in the buying of your points. Now you mortgage insurance. Now you put in how, homeowners insurance, and you're at what forty two hundred, forty three hundred dollars a month. And people are like, I can't afford this now because they don't expect this for first time home buyers. All these excess costs, and this is exactly what I was seeing as well, is that. The average homeowner has no idea the cost it, it, it's taking right now to own a house. Is that it's incredibly expensive to own a house, and we're not talking about just the mortgage. We're talking about the interest payments, the the uh, the mortgage insurance. We're talking about the homeowners insurance. We're, we're talking yeah. about all the the taxes, the various aspects mm-hmm. that go into that. Not only ta- I'm talking about the operation operating expenses of electricity, gas, water. These and do you want to sell things. that? Do you want to sell your home one day? Well, you better keep it up and paint it every once in a while and do all that nonsense and upgrades and, yep. you know, man. Yeah. And, and people are in for a rude awakening. And what did Klaus Schwab just say this weekend is that we, we want the world to move away from personal um, automotive ownership, from personal vehicle ownership. Um, you have California, New York, and other types of liberal con- cities coming out, or cities, not states, coming out there and basically banning, um, you know, gas power tools and gas, uh, you know, lawnmowers and and different types of things and gas vehicles by 2035. You know, 2035 is an interesting time frame. We can talk about that later. But um, they are making a move to basically propagate throughout the world the – the loss of ownership that you will own nothing and they're going to do it by a revamping of the transportation system and once they revamp the transportation system they're going to basically make it incredibly expensive and difficult to own a car or or operate a vehicle very much like they're doing right now with the housing market do you understand how they get you to the point of you will own nothing and you will like it? They make it so incredibly expensive to own things and operate them that it's much, much easier to let someone else own it and you just rent and take it from there. And then they have you in that system of global control because then those owners of that property, of that vehicle, of that that bank or that condo or whatever it might be, now all they do is put a a controlled entry device onto Mm. the front of their wall and you have to scan your biometrics to get in. Your biometrics basically relate your information directly to your your global passport, which has your vaccination status, it has your social credit score, your ESG score, how much of your carbon footprint and, and carbon dioxide you've breathed out this last week all in there and it's going to the computer ai system is going to decide whether you get to come inside or not yeah and uh roxy's making a good point on here about the car thing without a car you have to live in the city yep you do Mm-mm. nope not me so no this week Hell no. also so i don't think we need to talk too much about um the lord of war being traded for Brittany Griner. By the way, I know people are saying that Brittany Griner is a is a woman. Um, I, I I'm sorry if you listen to <laughs> I don't that. Know either I don't if know. If you either. listen to that on the plane, well, uh, so you're telling me I'm going home? <laughs> like have that's seen, not a chick, dude. Have you seen the picture of her? I don't know if it's photoshopped or what, but with no shirt on and it's a dude. I've seen the one with the tattoos and it's a dude. I don't know about that picture, but I can tell I you know. right now that dude has an Adam's apple and it's profound. Yeah. It's very, very well developed. 
I've and, seen that. And so too, Adam but... Adam's apples are profound. So one of the reasons why women don't get very profound, they have an Adam's apple, but theirs oh. aren't so profound, is because of the um, underproduction of testosterone. So when they mm-hmm. hit um, puberty, they don't have a large production of testosterone like men do. Men's overproduction of testosterone actually enlarges the vocal cords and pushes the Adam's apple out. Okay? Oh. So people who have an Adam's apple simply have an overproduction of testosterone. So if it's a woman who has a profound Adam's apple, oh. okay, that that's not uncommon. It, it, it happens. But I'm telling you, after you heard his voice, I'm telling you, that's a fucking dude. And, and by the way, he, they shaved his head. How many women go to a women's prison and they shave their hair? That was real? Oh, yeah. They shaved his head. He, and he didn't go to a women's prison. He went to a dude's prison from what, That's I, what heard I heard in too. Russia. And so I'm pretty sure it's a dude. But anyways. I'll, I'll just say this. I don't know. But, I mean, it was probably the the, 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 the worst WNBA trade in, uh, in history. <laughs> I mean, you just traded a pot-smoking trans girl for the Lord of War. Putin is sitting there going, yeah. I don't understand how stupid they are. Like, um, wow. You know well, why Trump didn't it, do the deal for Wellen and the Lord of War? Because it wasn't a good deal. Yeah, I could have. Yeah, that's obvious. And I think because Trump had no intentions on. I think if Trump made the deal, it would be a worse deal than the administration who just made the deal because they could possibly benefit from this terrorist yeah. being loose. Well, did did you hear what he said when he came out and talked about it? Mm-hmm. Hold on. I, I want to go pull this up because I have it on my Twitter. But I think pull that this up, is dude. important for people to hear. Th- this guy comes out and he's like a, fen- a phenom in Russia. Hmm. Like, you would imagine he would come out and be like this, uh, you know, hated man, the Lord of War or something like that. Um, I can read this for people because he is speaking Russian. Um, but this is Victor Bout that came out. I'm going to read this. It has subtitles, so you can read along. Um, but this is Victor Bout. Let's listen to what he has to say. Um, I'm going to go ahead and actually, I'm going to, yeah, it's not going to play the audio, but I'm just going to translate. What's happening in the West is simply a, the suicide of civilization. And if this suicide isn't prevented at the very least outside the Western world... in the world not controlled by the Anglo-Saxons, then the entire planet will commit suicide. You know? And this is probably happening in all areas. Drugs and what is called the Russians LGBTQ+. Can you imagine that in American schools they are now teaching first graders? Six and seven-year-old first graders that it turns out that there are 72 genders. Not just, you know, gay people and normal people, but 72 (laughs) genders. Dude, this is the Lord of War, like the the most ruthless arms dealer who just spent, what, 20 years in American jail. He comes out and goes, that is a horrible place. They're they're crazy. They're waging psychological warfare on their people. Why does this warmonger have to be so reasonable with his statement? <laughs> right when he gets like he comes out and he's like, "You guys won't believe what I learned over there. These people are batshit crazy." It's <laughs> like we are screwed. We are screwed. He's right? Oh my gosh, this is a ho- like a horrible movie we're living in, dude. 
Well, it's not necessarily a horrible movie. It, it's, it it's reminds a, me of like it's a every sci-fi movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, it is a horror movie. It reminds me of every crazy sci-fi movie combined. Here we go. Ugh. Let's listen to this two-minute video. You guys, will, you guys will enjoy this. I'll actually. Pl- I will actually play the audio on this one. If you guys can guess who it is. I created the community of Global Shapers as a means, as a force, to shape our common future. This engagement of the young generation never has been more important than now, where we have to face the consequences of the pandemic of COVID-19 for creating a more resilient, a more sustainable and a more inclusive world. You are calling for the international community to safeguard vaccine equity, to respond to COVID-19 and prevent future health crises. Nobody will be safe if not everybody is vaccinated. Nobody will be safe unless everyone is vaccinated. They call it fucking vaccine equity. What the hell is this shit? Mm. So when's the CEO of Pfizer going to be get his equitable dose? Well, you know, th- th- this is uh, this is where it gets interesting. I played that video for a specific reason. There, there is one more story I wanted to cover before this, but we're just going to jump into this because they kind of go t- hand in hand. What did he say? He said, COVID-19 and next pandemic. This was released this weekend. The World Health Organization, John Hopkins University, and the Bill Gates just conducted another pandemic simulation. This time, the virus is deadlier and targets children. This global challenge exercise is known as a catastrophic contagion. This is done by John Hopkins University Center for Health Security, partnered with the World Health Organization and the Bill Melinda Gates Foundation. The exercise is to simulate a global pandemic that is deadlier than coronavirus and especially dangerous for children. During the simulation, the WHO Health Advisory Board addressed a fictional severe epidemic and terovirus respiratory syndrome. What do we have going on right now throughout the country that's affecting children? Respiratory, respiratory illnesses. Yeah, RSV, right? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. And, and so the severe epidemic enterovirus respiratory syndrome pandemic that originates in Brazil and uh, disseminates across the entire globe. Interesting mm-hmm. enough that it happens in Brazil and what's going on right there in Brazil right now with Bolsonaro and Lula. Lulu, I call him. The exercise simulated a series of WH emergency health advisory board meetings addressing the fictional pandemic set in the near future. The severe epidemic enterovirus Respiratory syndrome of 2025. Now they're saying 2025 here, and I'm telling you, don't be fooled by this. Now, the date of this exercise was October 23rd. That's fu- interesting because if we remember back in 2019, they did the coronavirus global exercise on October 17th. And it was just about the end of December that that virus actually came about. And so from their GNN fake fictional news outlet, as of today, there have been an estimated 1 billion cases worldwide with more than 20 million deaths, including nearly 15 million children. 20 million deaths, 15 million children. That's 85% of the deaths in children. 
Now, what was the one thing that the coronavirus actually did not kill? Children. Children. What does this one do? 85%. So it went from elderly to children. Why? Because that's the way you reduce the population. Kill the elderly and then kill the children? That's right. So you basically skip, you, you kill the last generation, you skip the bottom generation. Creepy. And that what happens is, is everybody in between is forced to repopulate the planet, but there's various levels of infertility. So you'll have a new generation that comes about that isn't even nearly as large as the last generation that was just killed off, which means that the human population will take a few centuries to come back to normal and sustainable levels. Hmm. Mathematics, dude. These people, man. Now, 2025, I mean, doesn't, where have I heard that before? 2025, 2025, I don't know. Oh, spars? Yeah, I mean, right? Like, isn't completed scenarios, spars pandemic, 2025 to 2028. This is exactly what this is. Look at this. We're coming up with the. We're coming up with this. This is the Center for Health Security. Oh, that's John Hopkins University. That's the same place that we're talking about. Hmm. And this is taking a while. There must be a lot of people out there loading it up. This is a web page that's loading up people. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Keep your kids. How about this? Is if this virus breaks out, pull your kids out of school. Keep them at home and don't let anybody go anywhere. This is Spars Pandemic 2025-2028. This is John Hopkins University Center for Health Security. And look, we're going to have everybody involved in here, including the World Health Organization. Um, The Spars outbreak begins on page four. Let's just scroll down and review this. And so the following narrative comprises a futuristic scenario that illustrates communication dilemmas concerning the medical countermeasures. Uh, Let's go here, page four. Uh, The third death in a week due to an unknown illness in the Twin Cities. Oh, that happens to be where the fuck I am. Um, Mid-October 2025. You notice how it's October. Isn't that interesting? It's October again. Three deaths were reported among members of the First Baptist Church of St. Paul, Minnesota. Not going to that church. Two of the church members had recently returned from missionary trip to the Philippines, which they provided relief to victims in regional flooding. The third was a mother of a church member who had traveled to the Philippines. And, uh, however, laboratory tests were negative for influenza, unable to identify the cause of the agent. Officials in the Minnesota Department of Public Health Laboratory uh, said the specimens, paper, uh, the CDC scientists confirmed the patients did not have influenza. And obviously they had some type of respiratory syndrome. Uh, this, a week later, the CDCT confirmed. Well, listen to this. This is interesting. I, I didn't see this before on SPARS. You ready for this part? Yeah. Okay. So one CDC scientist recalled reading of a recent pro-med dispatch describing an emergence of a novel coronavirus in Southeast Asia. By the way, this is years ago when this was created and ran a pan-coronavirus RT-PCR test. A week later, the CDC confirmed that the three patients were in fact infected with a novel coronavirus, which was dubbed the St. Paul Acute Respiratory Syndrome, SPARS coronavirus, SPARS-CoV. Wow. After the city, there was the first cluster of cases that had been identified. I I never noticed that before about SPARS, dude. What? That it was actually talking about coronaviruses. Hmm. That's kind of interesting. And this was, by the way, this was in October 2017 that that exercise was done. Wow. I hope they don't do it again, but... 
seems like they're headed that way. They are definitely headed that way. They are, listen, I'm telling you, they're telling exactly what they're going to do before they do it. That's who they are. That's how they operate. And this is what they do. You have just been warned. And it's going to come about as a what? What do they call it? An unknown virus. Told you. Oh, uh, like a novel virus? No. Uh In in the Spars write-up, they say that it originally identified as an unknown virus. Mm Mm-hmm. What did I say was going to be the next pandemic? An unknown virus, an unknown killer. Well, until they look at it and then they name it and then it's known. Well, we'll see what happens. Because they called coronavirus, or not coronavirus, they they called COVID unknown. Mm, Of course they did. For Uh, a second. For a second. Okay. So, what does this matter? Um. When you get into that global exercise, by the way, um, the virus apparently affects the functionality of the mind. Uh, Brains. Zombies. Oh, God. See? Yep. Dude. What's that movie? Is that World War Z or the other one? The one with Will Smith? Oh. Oh. Smart Zombies. Smart zombies, yeah. It was the cure. <laughs> yeah, that movie's wild. Yep. It's a good one. Okay. I know. We talked about it last week. So, yeah, there is a lot I am legend. I am legend. Sorry. There we go. go. Ahead. Thank you. I'm probably going to watch that tonight. Get caught up on uh, the latest uh, technology to get me through the next pandemic. Um, My God. <laughs> I, there's just so much stuff to go through. So, there's that. And so, we know what they're planning and we know what they're doing. Okay, what else do we have going on in the world? Well, goodbye to the petrol dollar. Did you hear what happened this weekend? Yep. China's Xi tells Gulf nations to use Shanghai Exchange for the Wong energy deals. So China's buying Saudi Arabian oil from OPEC. And now they're saying, hey, don't worry about dollar. (laughs) We'll use the Chinese Wong. You can use the Shanghai Exchange. Why is that important? Because it's, it, it, it kills the value of the dollar. Because it kills the value of the dollar. That's right. And that goes directly back into the global economic collapse, the, the largest transference of wealth, which that wealth is probably already translated back into something of value, some assets, property, these types of things. Ricks. It's, it's happening, man. It, it's happening. And, you know, it it goes back to our original ideas on this matter is that you have to bring the world to a certain point of criticality, of vulnerability, to where the chaos ensues is unpredictable, to where the globalists, the elitists all become vulnerable at the same time as well as us. Yeah. Thank God. I think we're moving towards that right now. I actually guarantee we're moving towards that right now. Jeep, the Jeep factory workers are to be laid off due to the cost of the switch to electric vehicles. Great plan, huh? Gets even worse when you find out where the factory is going to be opening next in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not funny. But it's not funny, but it's the truth. Yeah, man. Holy smokes. This is like I laugh because it's like we're living in something so surreal and unreal and ridiculous it's mm-hmm. like a comedy 
It, it really is. is. And then you know what I do is I point to the World Economic Forum annual meeting and the notes that they just released about their Davos meeting and what they're going to be talking about. Mm. Energy, food crisis, inflation, private sector, innovation, social vulnerabilities, and multipolar world. You can't make but, this shit up. But with all these electric cars, we'll get through it, right? Yeah, of course. No. You know, it, it's quite interesting because uh, Roxy was telling me about um, during the, uh, what is it, the CP27 summit? When they were there, they went on top. The Pope was there, and they declared mm. the new, uh, the creation of the new Ten Commandments. Yeah, you heard about this? I did. Weird stuff, dude. It is weird shit. But listen to this one. Pope Francis declares Jesus is Satan, vows to usher in the one world religion. I, I, I'm not lying here. Like, yeah, Q, Q Roxy in the chat. Chat. Yeah. Sorry, not chat. Pope Francis is one of the most hated men in the world today, not by atheists, Muslims, or Protestants, but by Christians, his own followers. Uh, why do they hate him? Because he's obviously an agenda contributor to the World Economic Forum. Fluent and blasphemy is actively working to subvert the church and Christianity in general. The Pope, who informed his flock that relationships with Jesus are dangerous and harmful. Breaking with centuries tradition, uh, Christian tradition, Pope Francis sparked fears that he's an illegitimate Pope of the sinister agenda. Agenda, He's a Jesuit, obviously. When he told the crowd of 33,000 pilgrims in St. Peter's Square in Rome, a personal, direct, immediate relationship with Jesus must be avoided at all costs. And there's a video right there. We're not going to go through it. It's all in Italian. Um, and as though he wasn't disrupting enough, Francis followed up with equally sinister proclamation that Jesus is Satan. Pope Francis inverted versions of Christianity is confusing for many. However, the picture becomes clear when you understand who the pontiff is really serving. The quote French presidential candidate Marine Le Pen, Pope Francis is a globalist bulldog who is loyal to the new world order. 2007, Pope Francis called for a one world government and political authority, arguing that the creation of the one world government is needed to combat issues such as climate change. Um, Obviously, we can understand this, but this is exactly what we've been saying is these Black people confirmed yeah these people infiltrate every aspect of society of culture of academia of our institutions i mean you catholicism hasn't had a real pope probably since the inception of the church i mean you can go into the medicis you can go into the uh um the the various different um families in the the 15th and 16th centuries who ruled the Vatican over 28 members of one family were all popes. I mean, yeah. this level of corruption is is absolutely crap. But here's the thing. Is their true master is Satan. That's what it comes down to. Now, what is Satan? That's a whole different podcast and story. And, and we're not going to get into that conversation because I might take it routes that people don't like. But we can all have our own understanding of what we believe Satan to be. But these people worship fucking Satan. Well, at the very basal level. Lucifer at the higher level. And then something completely different at that upper echelon that we probably don't even know. The alien level. You know, I don't... Who knows what it is? Yeah. That that conversation on Crossroads really kind of got me thinking about a lot of that. Sometimes I wonder, man. Yep. Um, Santa Claus, yeah. Satan Claus, Satan Claus is coming to town. Archbishop Vigiano was right. Yep. Yep. Archbishop Vigiano was definitely 100% correct. 
Um, <clears throat> this is from Eric Weinstein. If you guys don't know who Eric Weinstein is, um, this is one human being who is dedicated the truth. Um, he is a liberal, a classical liberal in that sense. But as all this stuff in the COVID pandemic started coming out, um, he began fighting back against what he saw was disinformation. Now, he was friends with Robert Malone. He was friends with a lot of these scientists. And he had had him on, the, I think it's the Dark Horse podcast, to talk about them. And this guy's a trained scientist as well. Uh, yeah, this is Brett's brother. And he came about and started fighting back against like YouTube and all Twitter and all this other stuff. And now he's out there actually, you know, he, he doesn't like Trump, by the way. He's not a conservative in okay. any way, shape, or form. But he said they want the secret history of the 20, uh, 2020 election told, even though it sounds like a paranoid fever dream, a well-funded cabal of powerful people working together behind the scenes to control the flow of information. They weren't rigging the election. They were fortifying it. Okay? Yeah. That's from a Time Magazine article. But Eric Weinstein is no joke. And he said, read that crazy article again with fresh eyes. This is Time Magazine, the secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election. And this is what he's talking about. This is an actual Time Magazine article. Okay, that quote that I just gave you was from that. So Eric posted this, but this is definitely, he is a truth finder, this guy. I've asked him to come on the show. I'm connected with him on LinkedIn. Um, <clears throat> still talking about it. We'll see. But this is the excerpt from there. Now think about that. That's why the participants want the secret history of the 2020 election told, even though it sounds like a paranoid fever dream, a well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries and ideologies working together behind the scenes to influence perceptions, change rules and laws, steer media coverage, and control the flow of information. Wow. Fucking conspiracy theorists, no more. And they say it in their own words right here in this article by mollyballontime.com. Now, the interesting thing about this is, is that those things are illegal during an election. Mm, good point. They, they changed the laws during an election year, not done by the legislation. By the, It was done by these election committees, which they can't and they don't have the authority to, but the Supreme Court goes in there and says, it's okay, they can do this. Unbelievable. God. And then what do we got here is, uh, uh, this is interesting Twitter post right here. Elon Musk, your company, Twitter, has many former FBI and CIA agents in high ranks. You should probably do a little house cleaning. And he starts to name them. Kevin uh, Mikshalena, current uh, Twitter senior corporate security analyst, ex-FBI intelligence analyst. Doug Hunt, current Twitter senior director, ex-FBI special agent. Uh, Mark Jaroswenski, current Twitter director of corporate security risk, ex-FBI. Douglas Turner, current Twitter Senior Manager, Corporate and Executive Security Services, ex-FBI, ex-Secret Service. Patrick G., current Twitter Head of Corporate Security, ex-FBI. Karen Walsh, current Twitter Director of Corporate and Resilience, ex-FBI. Russell Handorf, Twitter Senior Staff Technical Program Manager, ex-FBI. Michael B., current Twitter Senior Corporate Security Manager, ex-FBI. I mean, come on. Look at this. And the list just goes on and on and on and on. I mean, Jeff Carlton, current Twitter senior manager, ex-FBI and CIA intelligence. Isn't that wild? Yeah, so... Uh, Conspiracy Elon. theorists no more! <laughs> yeah, and like, dude, Elon, come on, dude. Well, Sometimes I wonder... Well, I think that he's he's playing a very, very slow game here. He has to. And... Uh, who knows if he's on our side or not. He's at least bringing some truth to the forefront. 
Um, but I think he's got to be very careful with people, names, and various things involved because there could be CIs involved. In, there could be a, an ongoing investigation. Who knows? Plus, he's also got federal contracts, so he has to be very, very careful. And he's probably being threatened every day. Yeah, probably. Well, definitely, yeah. Well, Democrat Congressman Ro Khanna is opening an investigation into big tech's political censorship. Khanna is the only Democrat who spoke out against Twitter's censorship on the Hunter Biden story. He was one that was actually named within the Twitter uh, files part one who came out and said, hey, this is a violation of the First Amendment. What are you doing to Twitter Mm -hmm. when they were censoring Trump in the first place? And so, who knows? Maybe we got someone who's going to transfer directly into the Republican Party. I hope so. So oh, that'll be the day. We're seeing the Texas GOP has rejected uh, RNC Chair Ronna McDaniel's and calls for new leadership. It looks like Ronna McDaniel's is probably going to be replaced very, very soon. This is good news. Um, we are also talking about uh, the China and uh, Saudi Arabia. Now, this is also important because they also announced a comprehensive strategic partnership with Saudi Arabia. Uh, the yep. full pursuit of cooperation and development of regional and international affairs coordinate more closely in regional inter- international affairs, including military. Okay, maintain sound momentum on high level exchanges, enhance contacts at various levels and increase mutual understanding on issues of common interest. That means share intelligence, Uh, develop cooperation on bilateral issues based on mutual respect and benefit, strengthen cooperation on bilateral issues such as trade. China is taking over the world through the BRICS alliance. Saudi Arabia going over to the BRICS alliance basically puts a nail in the coffin for the Western nations. They are all but done. Even if they went to war, there's no sustainment. It'll be a war of attrition and they'll lose within six months. Yeah, because look, the dollar, the petrol dollar. Hello. Mm-hmm. Wow. This BRICS alliance is extremely powerful. And it it's is. getting more and more powerful, and it's not just a trade thing anymore. It's becoming militaristic. Yep. Now, LifeSiteNews.com had a great article about control the food supply, control the world, unpacking the globalist plan to reset the table. At first glance, food is medicine. Revolution suggests the government is finally realizing the importance of nutrition. They've known all along. They've just been trying to subvert you. But... Think about this. I'm just going to highlight the points here. At the end of September 2022, the White House hosted the Conference on Hunger, Nutrition, and Health, during which Joe Biden laid out a bold goal to end her hunger and increase healthy eating and physical activity by 2030. Okay. At first glance, it may seem the government finally taking an interest in nutrition and realizing the impact of health is great news, but their things are not always what they seem. Google and Warner Brothers are among those responsible for improving food access and affordability. Um, Danone, Dole, Instacart, Walgreens will empower consumers to make and have access to healthy choices. And the Rockefeller Foundation, Eugenesis, is part of the group that will tackle enhanced nutrition and food security research. The goal of this food is medicine revolution is to control the population through food as health care. Integrating nutrition with health care will facilitate the creation of new policies, funding, and control over both areas simultaneously. They're working to get more people in the public assistance programs so that purchase can be controlled through digital food tokens, controllable, programmable money. They're also working to replace traditional farming with indoor vertical growing of patented GMO seeds, while animal farming will be regulated into oblivion in order to be replaced by insect-farmed or so-called micro-livestock gene-edited food in lab-grown meat. And they're absolutely spot-on with this. 
banks are already doing this. All they have yep. to do now is transfer to digital currency because I heard a story the other day. Somebody went to go buy a firearm, and their banks don't allow those kinds of purchases, so it was canceled, blocked. Wow. And then you go in there and take all your money out of that bank and leave. Which I'm putting my money somewhere else. Yep. So we have someone attacking power plants and infrastructure all over the United States. Yeah, and then I had a power outage the other night, and I was just like... Well, how about I, this? Didn't somebody say that they would attack infrastructure? I know a guy. Did, didn't someone say that all these <laughs> attacks on the food processing, manufacturing, distribution facilities, as well as these yeah. energy facilities, yeah. was just the beginning, and that they'll eventually... I, I know a guy. Just saying. <laughs> I know a guy. It's the I told you so button. I told you so. I don't know, JTAC. I'll have to find the story. Yeah. Did you know Bill Gates owns a patent that grants him exclusive rights to computerize the human body? I just heard about this. What's the deal? Well, I've known about this patent. It's patent 6754472. It's owned by Microsoft, not necessarily Gates. Um, but it's exclusive rights to computerize the human body for collective and local wireless networks and basically integration of blockchain technology. Now, mm. my thoughts on this as well is utilizing the body's own energy infrastructure and then developing a, a blockchain that integrates into the DNA. This is kind of how I also envisioned this when I first saw it. I did a show on this um didn't we do a show on this on the, on the Daily Dose where we talked about it on Fringe or the Daily Dose with DNA? If we not, I got to do one. But I did one on Patriot Street Fighter the other day talking about all this. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, this is some crazy shit. But he, he's setting the world up for what comes next. And this is control of your DNA. Control of human beings at the DNA level. And I'm not talking about you have to get an injection or anything like that. But it can do this because of nanotechnology that's already inside you. <clears throat> now think about this. Whoa. You know, you ever heard of like those UFO abductions of how people get implants, put them in and stuff. Love it. Yeah, but well, if the aliens are so highly technologically advanced, why didn't they just use nanotechnology so that people would never discover it? They probably do, dude. I'm just saying. They probably do, man. Then why are people oh pulling God. like little pieces of metal out of their bodies? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it needs to be bigger. Maybe the little pieces of metal or the dead nanobots that all culminated together and died, and that's why they're all oblong shapes and weird. Who knows, dude? Ooh, that's interesting. Um, just so everybody knows, we are going to post recaps now. Oh yeah, we're going to post the recaps of all the links and stuff that we use in this so you guys can go definitely check it out. We also had the Battle of the Streams going on. I'm sorry I haven't been announcing this stuff. I've just been so tired. But Vader369, thank you. (laughs) Four cookies, a ship, great work, gents. 07, thank you so much, Vader369. Another can, a cookie, and four more cookies. Thank you so much, guys, on all that. Vader's a superstar. He's a superstar. Pill, Pill didn't even win tonight. Just Vader. Vader wins. Vader wins. That's right. <laughs> um, you guys, if you definitely want to support us or help us in any way, shape, or form, um, the economic turmoil that's happening in this country is only going to get worse. You're going to lose more and more wealth. That's the design, the reduction of the middle class. The best way you can curve yeah. that and help yourself, Kirk Elliott, getgoldtoday.com, or dial 720 720- Six zero five three nine zero zero. That's the place you want to be. Give them a call. Get your gold and silver IRAs, four hundred one ks, whatever it is. Just talk to their team and let them help you, please. 
Um, it just it's worth a phone call. Go to MyPillowRPP. <clears throat> it's another place to go. <clears throat> Excuse me. Dude, this is like... So I did Dark Delight, Mel Carmine with SG and on show today. Then I did um, Patriot Street Fighter with David Whitehead, and now this show. Nice. So I've been, I've just been going all night. Um, what we're gonna How's your do? Voice? My voice is done. I'm shot right now. <sighs> um, but guys, listen. Tomorrow night we have the After Dark chat that happens. It's after the show. I'm inviting everybody out there. You just have to be a member of the socialredpill.com. You don't even have to be a paying member. Just join it. Get on there. We'll get you out there tomorrow night to the live Q&A. It's going to be fun. It's going to be informative. We're going to talk about a lot of cool topics, a lot of the stuff we talked about. We might even talk about this DNA thing. We have been having a lot of cool discussions on there, and I like the nanoparticle discussions. And I've been doing so much research, so i got a lot to talk about. But we'll be talking about that much, much more. Uh, I'm going to go rest my voice, so I hope you guys have a great night. I know there's a little bit more news. We kind of covered the bulk of it, but we'll definitely cover more of it tomorrow. So much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. To all the new subscribers out there that are coming over from other channels, thank you for subscribing. Don't forget to put your email address in at redpills.tv. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on Rumble, DLive, Pilled, uh, Facebook, or wherever you are watching from. But uh, you guys take care. Have a good night, folks.